You are listening to the Anfield Humidor Podcast. My name's Brian. I'm joined by my Red Sox wearing hoodie friend, Andrew. Andrew, take it away. This is the Red Sox hoodie friend coming at you. What did I say? Red Sox wearing hoodie friend coming at you. I have a question for you before we get into the intro. All right, take it away. What is the shape of Italy? The country. A boot? Yeah, yeah, it's a boot. It's the exact same thing that Marco Silva is going to get after the result of this game. Oh, the boot. He's going to get the boot, son. The boot. He's getting fired. After a beautiful 5-2 loss to the Reds, he's going to get fired. What a game. There was a slight break in defense that resulted in two goals for Everton, but the Reds, with their constant attack and beautiful displays from Sadio Mane and Divock Origi, they secured us another three points. We are still eight points up in the table. Eight points up. Shakiri on the field. The ref couldn't see a thing. No fouls, no players, all because Shaq's big calves blocked his vision. That dude has some legs. He does. No joke. <laughs> Today we got a little mini podcast for you. We have our real fake news segment, our game chat, a top three, worst three, and a post-game interview with Mike from the LFC transfer room. This is the Anfield Humidor Podcast. Stay tuned. Okay, Andrew, we are back. Back and at it. Back, We're back at it, and I just have a quick segment I want to do with you. Okay. It's new. Okay. Can you handle a new segment? I can handle anything you throw Are at you me. sure? Yeah, you're, All right. you're four feet tall. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right, so we're going to take the Everton lineup for the game that we just played against them. We're going to take their starting 11 lineup. And we're going to take the last names of each player. Okay. And we are going to come up with a restaurant name for each player. Got it. Do you, you do get, you get it? Get it. Okay. Off the cuff? Yeah, everything off the cuff. We each go? Well, we we're just going to, we're going to try to figure it out together. All right? So, are you ready? Ready. Timer on. Go. Pickford. Pickford. Uh, pickled, Pick, pickled, pickled Pickfords. Pickled Pickfords. So he sells pickles. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All, all. Holgate. Holgate. Colgate. Colgate. Toothpaste. Yeah. Now it's a restaurant. Holgate. 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 You got something in your tooth? Salami. <laughs> After dining, Holgate. After dining. Oh, I like it. I like it. After dining, Holgate. Next one. Mina or Mina? Mina? Mina. Min- Mina? Mina. Mina? Mina? Yeah. Mina? 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 What? M- Mina's mushrooms. <laughs> Mina's mushrooms. <laughs> Shiitake Minas. Okay. Ooh, Shiitake Minas. Going on to Kane. K-E-N-E. Kane. Kane. He's selling... It's a draft beer. It's a brewery. It is a brewery. It's Kane's Kane. Kane's Kane. Okay. Kane's Kane Brewery. Oh, this is a tough one. Sidibe. Sidibe? Sidibe? Sidibe. Sidibe's Tea? Sidibe's Tea? Sidibe's Tea? He sells a tea room. Tea room by Sidibe. Sidibe's Tea Room. Sidibe's Tea Room. Next. Davies, Davies, Rabies, Davies dogs, Davies dogs. Oh, perfect. Hot Next, Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson. Hmm, Sigurd, Sigurd, cigarette, Cigarettson, Sigurdsson and Sons, Sigurdsson and Sons cigarettes. Why you said store. restaurant? Convenience store. Eh, it could be anything we want. <laughs> Dean, Dig, Digny, Dinye. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Dinye, Dinye, Dinye's creme brulee, creme brulee by Dinye. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Creme brulee by Dine. Brulee by Dine. Uh, here's a good one. Iwobi. 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 Salmon, salmon's, Iwobi's, Iwobi's, Iwobi. Ooh, I got it. Iwobi's gnocchi. Iwobi's gnocchi. Ooh, like the soup? gnocchi dish? Yeah, I got you. Gnocchi. Iwobi's gnocchi. Uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Carlson. Rick Carlson. Rick Carlson. Rick Carlson. Rick Carlson's deli. Done. <laughs> Done. That's it. And then Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin, interesting. Caviar, Calvert, Calvert, Calvary, horse. He sells horse. French. Don't they don't they eat horse in France? Calvert Calvert Lewin's Calgary. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Where you where you eat where you eat the transportation people. <laughs> <laughs> you you take a what's it called? Uh what what is it called when a horse carries a, a thing? Saddle? Behind? Share a chariot. 
Oh, a chariot. So Cal- Calvert Lewis's Cal- Calgary, where Calvert you eat Lewin. The- Calvert Lewin's Calgary, where you eat the transportation. You take a oh chariot, chariot. You take a chariot there. Right. You sit down, and then you hear. <laughs> and then you eat, you eat your transportation. You eat your transportation. It's very, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. You can't. You can't. This is. This is something that we got to groom. We you do. Gotta, you got to hit me with some. Yeah. Hard ones. Yes. Because that's when that's when the magic happens. That's when the magic is. You hit me with the stuff. <laughs> that was a new segment we tried out. Tell us what you think of it. <laughs> Podcast at theendfulhumidor.com. All right, let's get right into our pre-match stats brought to you by Liverpool Goals, the Instagram account. And here we go. We are unbeaten in their last 17 Premier League games against Everton. Seven wins, 10 draws. Interesting. Still unbeaten. Still unbeaten, Eight yeah. Eight wins, 10 draws. There you go. That's the new wins. stat. This is, this is pre-game. And I'm stats. giving you the post-game. And Andrew gives you the post-game. Uh, we have scored more 90-plus-minute winning goals against Everton in the Premier League than any side has against another in the competition's history. Five. S- still. Because none, none were scored. No. Right? So still. No 90-minute. Yeah, yeah. No, still. still. Still have. Klopp has won 99 of his 158 Premier League games. Victory here will see him... <laughs> We'll see him become the second fastest manager to reach 100 wins in the competition after Jose Mourinho with 142 games. And he did. He did it. 100. And Jose Mourinho lost. Yes. And he lost. And he lost. So 100 out of 159 now. Um, 100 out of 159. 100. Uh, yes. That's yep. beautiful. That is an awesome 59 thing. losses, 159 draws. No, no. 50, well, Klopp has won. He's one hundred out of one fifty nine. Oh wow, really? So doesn't include draws. That's crazy. That sounds nuts. Yeah, that's well, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'll read it again. Klopp has won ninety nine okay. of his one hundred fifty eight Premier League games. One. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Wow. And the last one here, we are. Wow. Un- we are unbeaten in the last thirty one Premier League 32. games. Thirty two. If they avoid defeat here, which they did, it will be their longest ever run without defeat in top flight history. Thirty two, baby. That is something Woo! else. That's something else. 30, That's awesome. 32 on beat and run. Right? Let's keep it going. Uh, what do you think yes. we get to? What do you think we get to? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to jinx it. Does that count? That doesn't count champions. That's Premier League. Premier League, yeah. Who do we have? Bournemouth? Bournemouth? We, in our last podcast, we kind of went through our schedule, and it wasn't as crazy as we, yeah. as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, Bournemouth. We got Leicester. We got Man United at home. Nothing crazy coming up. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. What do we get to? You give me a number. We have 32 right right now. 32 right now. I'm going to go ahead. Put money on the table. The loser's got to buy iced coffee. 37. Gosh, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. 30. Seven and a half. You can't. 38. This ain't the price is right, buddy. Yes, it is. It ain't the price is right. 38. I'm closer. I'll win. (laughs) Free iced coffee. All right, let's get right into our real fake news. Liverpool headlines brought to you by two dumb, idiot, uh, stupid, ugly Americans <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the globe. Some are real. Some are fake. You decide. Brian, you're starting. I am starting. Let's as go. You, as usual. Jurgen Klopp admits Liverpool couldn't have been handed a much tougher assignment after being paired with Everton in the FA Cup third round. Monday evening's draw will see the Reds and Blues meet in tournament in, in the tournament at Anfield with a fixture set to take place on January 3rd to the 6th, 2020, in a rerun of the tie played two seasons ago at the same stage of the competition. Wow. Yeah. So we have another cup. Got to play him again. Let's go. FA Cup. Let's go. <clears throat> Marco Silva has, has met with his therapist to try to get over his loss to Liverpool today. After speaking with Marco in depth, his therapist has prescribed some serious opiate prescriptions to help him cope. He expects to be fired. <laughs> Zacked. And, uh, and, then and you're, up, back you're up again, Andrew. Liverpool Football Club launched its Christmas food bank appeal today ahead of Wednesday's Merseyside Derby at Anfield. Trent Alexander-Arnold took time out before training on Monday to drop to, to drop by North Liverpool Food Bank to donate food. Uh, he, he did it to meet with staff and volunteers to find out more about the center's important work. Reading out loud is tough, it's isn't tough. it? It's not easy. The number 66 said... It was a pleasure to be able to visit the food bank and meet with the hardworking staff and volunteers. Their dedication makes such a difference to people who need their help. I'm really proud that my club is supporting such an important cause. He is, I know that everybody likes goals and strikers. Yeah. He is the face of this club. He is. He is. 
He is such a good dude. You go to Liverpool, you see his photo murals on the wall. Yep. He's a scouser, came up in the system. Trent is the man. He is dude. the man. He's the man. He is. Brian? Liverpool has now placed an official ban on Americans recording podcasts regarding their organizations. They have been quoted saying, their American accents are unbearable. They call it soccer, and that's not acceptable. And Americans laugh like freaking hyenas. <laughs> They're impossible to listen to. As a result, the Anfield Humidor will be canceled at the start of the new year. Sigh! <laughs> not true. No one can That can- one's fake. No one can cancel us, baby. Uh... Not well, not until they uh, propose some internet laws, free speech laws. It might happen. Yeah, it might. It might happen. It might. Do you agree with that? No. Nope. No. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> can we not Can we not voice political opinions? No, nope, let's not do it. All right. Let's, let's shut up. All right. Shut up here. All right, let's get into this game, which we just won 5-2 to Everton. It was, we just watched it together. We watched the whole game in the new studio, which is kind of cool. We put a TV up, wood wall. Woodwall, we put a TV up in the studio and we watched it together and it was quite fun. Awesome. My kids hung out for a little bit. On the cushions? On the cushions. <laughs> we don't have a couch yet, we just have cushions. We just got, we just got cushions up against we the wall. We just got cushions we here got, in America. We got them cushions. Um, so we won 5-2. It was a, when that lineup came out, it was strange. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying Klopp was wrong with that lineup, but it was a weird lineup. We had Jeannie, Leilana, and Milner in the midfield. We had Shakiri, Origi, and Mane up front. So, you're, let's talk about the midfield, I guess. I mean, Adrian was in goal, so we can talk about Adrian real quick. He yeah. was in goal because of Alisson's Alisson. red card. Yeah. Was it a was it a warranted red card? <laughs> it was the yes. funny, it was the funniest red card. It was hilarious. I've it, never seen a player go from bald eagle to caterpillar in <laughs> in, in a faster time. Like yes. he just up. It, it was something else. It was something else. But we had this. We had this weird midfield of Shaki- uh, I'm sorry, of Genie, Leilana, and Milner. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. And what, as a result, what did we see? We saw quite an open midfield that game. Yeah. I mean, it was. I don't want to say all over the place, but it was. It was different. <laughs> the side was different. It was for a different sure. Game to watch for it sure. Was, it was. It was. I crazy. liked. I liked Leilana. In the midfield, man. Yeah. I, I listen, last podcast we it was post Brighton and I was screaming Ox Ox's praises. Yeah. You know, great start. The kid wants to play. Yeah. Guess what? So does Divok and so does Leilana. They yeah. all want to play on this side. And Shakiri. And Shakiri. Yeah. And and good old Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> but I was super thrilled with Leilana. We were watching that game, man, and every time he was he had the ball in the midfield, we're like, Good, good yeah. move, good ball. It seems like um, Liverpool have taken all of their players, ones who play a lot, ones who don't play as much, and they're all they all really understand the system. They really do. Like Leilana today, all right, some mistakes for sure, but he was he was really uh, he was good on the ball, and then defensively, he he stole that ball a few times. Like they, the high press intensity, they all seem to have adapted that. Whereas in the past, they maybe not have. Like, Lilana, you know, he could have looked, he looks lazy at times, not as strong on the ball as he could be. And this game, I was fairly impressed with him. Oh, so impressed. I, was fairly I thought impressed. he played super well. Yeah. Uh, Wijnaldum in the midfield. Yeah. That was a, he had a, he had a tough first half. Tough first half. He lost a lot of balls. Yeah. He, um, he was involved in a couple chances where he had a, the opportunity to make breakup play. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't capitalize on it. He got beat. Um, and it's weird because this whole season, it's kind of been this like unsung version of Genie, who's he played incredibly well over the international break with uh, with the Netherlands. Yep, he played. He's been playing great ball, super in form. Every time he touches the ball, it's always super interesting. He's doing some complex thing, and he usually wins the ball. Yeah, this game was a really off game for him. I thought. Yeah, especially because you know he had some misplaced passes. Yeah, especially that first one. Remember his first misplaced pass? Oh, right. Turned into the Everton goal. Yep. You know, so uh, it's unlike him, though. He scored. Yeah, he did score. He scored, he and he played score. a full 90. Yeah. But just a weird form for him. Uh, we can go over the whole midfield. So, Genie, he yep. scored. He, you know, had a rough first half. Second half kind of dialed it in. Yep. Once Henderson came on, it was kind of a different game. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Leilana. We talked about a little bit. I thought I thought he played really well. Uh, yep. Do I wanted, if 
if I have my core three strikers, if Klopp has his core three strikers out there, and you put Leilana in instead of Ox, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I would have wanted. Yeah. I know, I know, and it, we won. Maybe. We won five two, but yeah. I have I have the attacking pressure of my core three strikers, and I know Divock scored twice. Yeah, Mane scored once. I, we know this, but Ox has that attack mindset. Yeah, so I feel like Leilana was involved in a lot of build up play, mm-hmm. but not a ton. Of like active attacks, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, and the uh, you just you just like yeah, well, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. The whole time I'm talking, do you hear what I say? Like, yeah, uh, I'll do it to you. Keep going. Tell no, me. I can't. I tell see, me the point. See, when you interrupt me, I forget what I my said. Point something is about be. Leilana not being involved in as many yeah. attacks as I. All right, so so all that fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do it defensively. Mm. Defensively, yeah. the goals that we let up. Yeah. We're not going to blame them on the midfield, necessarily. No. Right? Yeah. You're not doing a good job. <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> well, I'm agreeing with no, you. No, the goals, the goals let up were... We'll get there, but that's Lovren. That the, was... the go- well, the goals let up... All right. You could talk about Lovren. That was the first goal let up. It was Lovren trying to... You know, he got the ball blasted at him. The only thing you could do in that, in that situation is to put your foot on it. We talking about Leilana or Lovren? Well... I'm just saying, you were talking about Lalana in the midfield, attacking, yeah. all that stuff. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm just saying, I'm saying I'm not blaming the goals on him is what I'm saying. Oh, for the midfield. Exactly. I'm no, not, I get that. I'm not blaming the two goals that we scored on the midfield that was that was put forward. You know, um, so we had that first goal where Lovren, he got a foot on it, and it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work. He was in the right position, but he, he gets his foot on, on the ball, and it, you know, it does, just doesn't work out. It, it drops to the Evertonian. Sadly. And um, even the second goal, it was a quick counterattack. I think it was a cross from Bernard to Rick, Rick Arlson. Rick Arlson. What was the name of the... Rick Carlson. What was the name of the... Uh, Rick Carlson Deli? <laughs> yeah, Rick Carlson Deli. Done. <laughs> Done. Um, so, again, the midfield, I think overall, they did decent. It was very open, though. The game was back and forth. Remember you said at one point during that game, they're just shuffling back and forth, this midfield. Back and forth. Yeah. Like, they're giving the ball back and forth to each other. So, all right, maybe not as tight. I mean, as we'd like our. Do you Liverpool. want that in the, in the? Do you want to mimic the the midfield play of a team that's at 18th place? No, that's what I'm saying. No. So you yeah. know, and then we talked about it a little bit, but Hendo, yeah, insert Hendo, totally different style of play. Yeah, the ball we had control. There was midfield control. I know that a lot of crap gets talked about Henderson. Yeah, but that midfield, Milner touched the ball maybe. Eight times the yeah. whole game. He was he was quiet. I mean, he made some clutch moves, and, and I love having Millie out there. No no disrespect to Millie. He's in form. He's playing great. Right. But he, he wasn't super involved as a midfielder should be, right? Yeah. You I mean, agree? I'd agree. But that's yeah. like, that, that just shows you what the game was like. It was like open midfield. It was, it was quite a game. Quite an exciting derby. <laughs> quite an exciting derby, for sure. So now, you said, you mentioned like the midfield's different. Um, does that like... Look at look at who got to rest. So Henderson yeah. played what 20, 30, 30 minutes? Something along those lines. Yeah. 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um Ox, full day rest. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because yeah. he played he played a full 70. Fabinho. Full day rest. Fabinho, <laughs> full day recovery. Ugh. <laughs> and then um I mean Kate's had like a full month's rest. So yeah. he's good. A full four months but, rest. No, you like I like Henderson. I love Henderson in these like dynamic Sub roles, right? Like, obviously, I want my sub roles. Start six inch sub roles. <laughs> he plays this. Like, did you notice that? Did you notice that incredibly incredible change mm. of? Well, it's it's hard. It's hard to blame on the field? It's hard to blame blame it just on Hendo because quite a few changes were made at that time. Firmino came Henderson, in. Firmino. Uh, who else? Henderson, Firmino, and uh, uh, Gomez. Gomez for Trent, which is which is kind of like for like. Let well, Trent play. Gomez yeah. and Trent are not like for like. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean, though. Like for like, they play the same position roughly. And all right, we're way up in 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 goals here. Let's give Trent a rest and kind of yeah. You know, was I that agree with you there? Was that his whole this whole style of this game? Was that a let's give my players a rest here? Everton stinks. Which again, Everton. Yes, they do stink. But this is a mercy side. Darby. What if you put in Gomez for Verge? Ugh. <laughs> That's what I say about that. Gomez, oh. Gomez for Trent is like saying Gomez for Verge. It's not quite, like, not quite the same. Eh, you know, but it's, it's you uh, know, 
Yeah. So that game, you know, we had these, we had five goals from Liverpool, two goals from Everton. Anytime Liverpool scored, anytime Everton scored, they panned to Marco Silva's face. Mm. And what did it look like every single time? A disappointed father. <laughs> like, I was getting flashbacks in my childhood. <laughs> Looking at Marco Silva. Dude, you, there was a lot about your childhood in this game. You, you mentioned... <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll save that. No, we'll say it now. So, Mark... Because they have it all in common. Yeah. Marco Silva, uh-huh. the ref... The who's ref. the ref? The ref is the stepdad. <laughs> They're all... They all look like angry, grumpy, divorced stepfathers. They do. They do. They look super grumpy. Uh, all of them. Especially Marco. Mar- Dude, but Marco, though. Marco's face... The camera would pan to Marco's face. I go, ugh, yeah. look at him. It pans to his face, and if you could only put captions above what he was thinking, I'm getting fired tomorrow. I'm getting fired tomorrow. He was thinking, like, what am I going to eat for breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Waffle? Yeah, <laughs> Where, what, gym, what gym membership do I still have that I pay for that I don't know? Right. What gym membership is still he on a credit he card? He ain't going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's got nothing to do tomorrow. He needs to go to a therapist. <sighs> to Call get back. O- opiate prescriptions Call back. for the <laughs> real fake news. But his face, man, it was like they scored, right? Yeah. They scored still just stoic. Just that, and they and they scored when? Right after we made it 2-0. Exactly. Right after we made it 2-0, excuse me. <laughs> exactly. So they score to make it 2-1 and he just has that upset. Dude, he didn't he didn't against do a thing. against the champions. You're playing against the champions of Europe. <laughs> Like, what do you expect? Eight points up in the league. You're playing against the league-leading champions of Europe. Yeah, yeah. And they score. And you go like this. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really pushing your players, mo- motivating your players, you know? Like he's got the face that, like, Colton had, my, my son had when he had a dirty diaper. Just like, get this out. <laughs> get this out of me. Maybe he had a dirty diaper. Yeah, he's got one. Depends, depends. depends. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into the goal scored. Okay. Can we talk about those line judges, though? We can, go ahead. So, like, line judges and refs, is that, like, a prerequisite to, to be, be... bald? No, to just look like a like a bad father. All right, That's well, what we, they got, all we got like. Mark Dean or Mike Dean, I forget his name. Is that the guy today? The ref today. He was the first... It was his first Premier League appearance or something? How about Martin Atkinson? Isn't that a good-looking guy? No, he's he's, he's ugly. He hates Liverpool. He's oh, balding. Him. He, he still looks like a dad. Yeah, he does. They all look like dads. They do. You have to look like a dad to be a ref in the Premier League. <laughs> that is else? the... I'm trying to think of more who don't look like dads. Michael Oliver. He looks like a young dad. Can we do this real quick? Okay. Premier. I'm just going to write this up real quick. Okay. And you guys, we'll talk about the name so you guys can hear it. Premier League refs. Right here. We got a list. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. Images. Okay. That's Mike Dean right there. Dad. Who's this? That's Mike Dean. Who's this guy? I don't know his name. Dad. Michael Oliver. Dad. Really? Like a young dad. That's what I just said. Yeah, like the I fit, just said, like Michael Oliver, fo- like yeah. the football fit dad. He has a he has he's got a couple toddlers running around. You know him? That's Atkinson. Dad, them? I don't know. Mach Machwi, Machwi, dad. Who's him? Who's him? <laughs> Michael Dean again. <laughs> <laughs> they all look like dads. <laughs> Google images ain't working out for us, huh? <laughs> it just shows the same. They thing all look all like time. Stuart Atwell, dad. Peter Banks, dad. David Coote, dad. You're not even looking at the pictures. Yes, I am. <laughs> they all look like dads. Mark Clattenburg, look at him and yeah. tell me he doesn't remind you of your father. But he does he even ref for the Premier League anymore? I'm not so sure, but he does look like, he looks like a father. They all look like dads, dude. Yeah. Stuart Atwell, dad. <laughs> They're all dads. All right. Back to the podcast. All right. Back to the podcast. Let's go. After we just... After we just uh, Said that all Premier League refs look like dads. Uh, we had five goals on our side. All right? Let's go over the goals, roughly. Okay. We got two goals from Divock. Now, what was the one goal from Divock that stood out to you the most? The Dijon mustard. The mustard. Long ball. Yeah. One time, two, two time, time goal. <laughs> so <laughs> we, got, we, got a, we got a ball from Lovren. So from the defense, just, just about outside our own 18, Three touches into the net. Mm. And that, for me, that sub, sums up Liverpool. That counterattacking. I mean, they've been really trying that long ball, as we discussed in the interview with Michael. Mike recently. Yeah, you'll hear that at the end you'll of the podcast. That, yeah, you hear that at the end. Um, they've been really trying that long ball over the top lately. And uh, it's, uh, it's been working out. It's been working out, especially today when you have a guy like Divock and Mane. 
the both of them with their first touch. The first touch is what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Uh, Divock's first touch was unbelievable. The whole game. Yes, but that first touch to set himself up and then the finish. That finish is not easy. Over the goalie, that full stride running towards the goal. Yeah, that's one of those messy type finishes. It's impossible. It's very tough. That's impossible. Very tough. That's why he gets paid millions and millions of pounds. Yeah, yeah. Because that's impossible. And something else to say about Divock this game is that, you know, we knock him when he, when he doesn't start for Liverpool. He does well. So when he comes in as a sub, when he starts, he typically doesn't play well. And wow, was that was that wrong this game? Yeah. He played great. He played really well. He played really well. Is he man of the match or Mane? I think Mane, man. Those Mane assists, must, right? those assists, like, I know, so Divock scored off that mustard goal, yeah. which is great. Not <laughs> the mustard goal. <laughs> um, but Mane's look to him coming in yeah. and hitting Divock in stride. Divock juked out the goalie that one. I know the, 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 the bear of the goal is on Divock moving the goalie and then settling it in the net. Right. But he had that assist. He assisted Shakiri, which yep. we'll, we'll talk about right now. His look to Shakiri was incredible. He gets the ball, yep, makes a cross like a parallel eighteen run, set up, sets up to shoot, kicks the ball backside to like to through two players to Shakiri in full stride, and then Shakiri one times it like right on the floor. It's like a low shot. Another another finish outside the goal. Another finish that even the commentator said the, goal the commentator said all Shakiri had to do was pass that in the net. No, no. No, that was full stride. Yeah. One time, goalie coming at you, you need to yep. angle it right at the same exact time as that goalie's coming out. That's yeah, a sensed, hard shot. He sensed the goalie coming out, and he, he did what he thought. You know, the whole time in the slow motion of that goal, Shakiri never looks at the goal. So it's all sense at that point. It's mm. all sense. What do I do? You feel Pickford coming out. Pickford, Pickford, I thought, played a pretty bad game. He was so mad. His positioning wasn't great that game. Um, and Shakiri, he slots it in, and that's not easy. And then, like you said, Mane, that run along the 18, that run along the 18 is so important because... He passed it through three people. Exactly, so Shaki- <laughs> um, Mane, typically, he'll do that little juke and then run across the 18 and shoot the ball. And, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's you shooting the ball all the time doing that is what gives you the opportunity to make the pass to Shakiri like he did. Mm, Made that, mm. gr- you know, they all f- expected a shot, and Shakiri makes this wonderful run. Wonderful. Short little big calf Shakiri. Yeah, a little big calf. Runs run. on in there like a gnome and just <laughs> knocks it in the back of the net. <laughs> he's it was awesome. Stock. Shakiri, the stocky gnome. Dude, he's like five, five soup, foot. Soup, stock. Stock, Shakiri. <laughs> Shakiri, Shakiri soup. soup. Mm, Shakiri, stock. Shakiri, stocky stock. Okay, let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. No, and it's cool because, you know, you have this... Is Mane the best striker in Liverpool? Let me Cur- ask you that. Currently. I think currently. Currently. He's in incredible form. I mean, if you were going to pick a player... Mane. If yeah, I had to lose Mane. all... If I had to pick two strikers to lose if we're starting 11... Yeah. And keep one. Right. And my... You know, I had Mane, Salah, Mane, Salah, and Firmino up there. Yeah. I would probably take Mane. Yeah. He's... Phenomenal, right? Yep. So him being there, and I know he scored today. He scored a great goal today. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The unbelievable run. But he assisted the two other starting strikers today. Yeah. That for guys that have never have started for Liverpool, Shakiri hasn't started this season yeah. as a striker. Yeah. And Divox had one start as a striker. Right. And he assisted them both to goals in the first half. Like yeah. that's phenomenal play. Man. Like, so you think you think Mane has the man of the match? Probably, right? After that display. Uh, let's talk about when well, we're talking about Manny. Let's talk about his goal oh, from the assist off of Trent. Trent and Trent got the ball from oh I can't remember. It might have been Millie. I forget. But uh, but Trent makes this bursting run, runs, runs, runs. After Trent passed that ball, I thought ah oh, we lost it. I thought so because I thought he was going to pass a little more far post. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to get the pass to Manny. He gave this pass to Manny, which I would call a whatever pass. He just dished it off to Mane. Mane comes up with this ridiculous finish. Ridiculous. He From that ball from Trent, which was not hit hard, he manages to place that on target. One time. One time. Left post. Quite unbelievable. Right out of the goalie's reach. Quite unbelievable. Phenomenal play. Yeah, a couple, you know, we, we always talk about this, how sometimes Liverpool striking ability, it just, you know, they have a lot of, they, they get themselves into good positions. They create chances. And sometimes, especially of late, they don't finish those chances. Hence, we've been winning a lot of 2-1 games, 1-0 games, things like that. 
today. Wow. Was that, was that the other way around today? They finished those chances. You know, those balls over the top to, to Divac, that ball to Mane, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, to Wijnaldum, uh, who assisted? Firmino, Firmino. assisted Wijnaldum. It was, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And besides those two goals we let by, what a great game. What a great game. Who's to blame for those two goals we let by? It's really hard to say. Who's to blame? We, we just watched the game. Can we talk I, about it? Who's to blame? Who's to blame? I think you can't just pin it on one player. I'm, I'm putting it on one player. You're putting everything on Lovren? No, not everything. I mean, he didn't get the ball at the half, but I'm saying he made two really bad even, moves. Even the Rick Carlson deli, even his mm-hmm. his little deli header mm-hmm. on Lovren. Milner was there. Lovren Milner may, stopped. may not Milner have been. Milner stopped. Lovren was lined up too far left. So that's yeah. what you and I were looking for. Where's yeah. Virgil? And then I was like, okay, maybe it's Milner because Milner dropped coverage to the guy. He dropped coverage because he saw Lovren. Yeah. So, I mean... Listen. So if you replace Lovren with Matip, you think those goals aren't scored? No. Really? No, I don't. No, I don't. Especially with Virgil taking post and, and Matip behind him as a sweeper. Yeah, possibly. Because that means that, that, that Rick Carlson has to get through Virge and then Matip. Yeah. Not through the middle of both of them. But it's they, like, what, what would Matip have done with the ball whipped, the first goal from Everton, the ball whipped in where Lovren just hit it with his foot and he got unlucky? No, Lovren went to move and kind of shuffled the ball alongside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's tough to say. Listen, tough we're, in to this, say. we're in this group chat that's just slamming Lovren, yeah. so. Well, that's why I didn't want to, I didn't want to slam him more. It's easy to, <laughs> easy to just agree. It is, that's very true. That's very true. And then while we're talking, we talked about Shakiri's goal a little bit. So, Shakiri and Divac took the place of Salah and Firmino. What I noticed with Shakiri and you and I were saying it the whole second half, dude, the ball was glued to his foot mm. in the midfield. He looked so good. He was playing exactly like Firmino. He was he took on Firmino's role there yeah. so well. And I know Firmino came in second half yeah. for uh, for Divac, but just c- complete control, some yeah. great moves, some amazing looks, and even the commentators like, man, he loves playing. Like, he wants to play. I mean, like you said, he did a lot of that Firmino-esque stuff, especially in the defense where you think, oh, there's no way he's getting this ball out. He gets the ball out. Somehow. He's, somehow. He's showing off to increase how much he's worth to Galatasaray. <laughs> <sighs> because he wants, he wants contract. I can't believe he hasn't played more for Liverpool. I can't. A player who, of his caliber. Who, who? Who do you pull? I get that. Who I'm, do you pull? I'm just saying, at a game like today. I agree, but who do you pull? A game like today where, you, where your lineup potentially is resting certain players you think this rotation would happen more often. Yeah. And it doesn't. Yeah, why is Firmino starting against Brighton? That kind of stuff. I get that. Yeah, you know, we talk about that. We're playing Watford. We, we talk about that Genie, Hendo, Fab midfield, which I know Fab's injured, but we talk about that's the starting midfield that Klopp loves. You don't, you know, you don't see like uh, against Man City. You saw that midfield. Mm. Genie, Hendo, Genie, Fab. Genie, Hendo, Fab. Why not Shakiri? Where wh- it's what Genie, would you... Hendo, and Fab. Maybe I know, Genie, I know. Maybe Genie. Second half sub. It's all, about, it's all about that defense. It's all about that defense. But yeah. Shakir, I tell you what, Shakiri is a wonderful player. He's phenomenal. I really hope we don't lose him. Me too. I really hope, I really hope not. He's a great player to have at this stage of the game right now where we have Fab injured. We talked about Kate is going to get playing time. Uh, Ox is going to get playing time. Shakiri, why not? What about Leilana? I mean, we talked about him already, Leilana, you know. Leilana. He just doesn't impress me. Leilana. He doesn't impress me like Shakiri does. You know, Shakiri yeah. really shines. He today, really shines. Today he shined. He did. Oh, I can't. I can't think of a game he doesn't shine. I. I. You what know, what was the game? What was the game that, that Leilana scored that last minute goal for us? Who was I that? I can't remember. Do you remember that? You remember the goal? He came in and like jumped up in the air and he hit the ball in the air. Hit yeah. It in that. No, I don't remember. Oh, it was a good goal. Yeah. Yeah, he comes in clutch. But I'm just saying, it, it, you know, Shakiri is on a different level in my mind. In my mind, like I, it, he is on the field. Shakiri is on the lineup. I'm like, whoa. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. You know, he showed what he's worth in today. Mm. He showed it today. He showed it in the 4-0 win against Barca. He showed it. Whenever he gets a chance to play, he does typically show up. Typically. Um, so, you know, but sadly, he's not necessarily part of Klopp's system exactly. Hence, he doesn't get a lot of playing time. But we'll see what happens with Fab being injured. We'll see. We'll see. Any other goals we got to talk about? We got Rigi. We got Mane. We got Shaq. We got Genie. We got Genie. Genie's, Genie's goal, goal was nice. Another Genie's nice goal. Genie's goal was nice. 
What was phenomenal about Genie's goal, I know Firmino came on, and then Firmino had some side play in the corner, broke away. He had a couple, he had one really good move. He like yeah. put this ball behind him and turned around. He, it sounds so stupid to say it that way, but the move was just phenomenal. Yeah. And then he passed through two players to Genie. Genie settled it and then threw three players far post. Yeah. Through, it, it was like an inch from one guy's leg, mm-hmm. two inches from another guy's leg. Two inches from the post. Yeah. It was just such a well-timed ball. It looks so yeah. good. It shows how good that guy's at finishing. If Genie, listen, when Genie plays, when Genie plays with uh, the Netherlands, yeah. is he is he a striker? No, I don't think so. Is he a, a, just a, a midfielder? midfielder? Yeah, I think he's a midfielder. Dude, have you watched any of those games? Like maybe no. clips of them? No, you gotta check them out. His it's nuts. He does. I guess it's because it's not Premier League. So the stuff that we talk about all the time when we talk about like with the LFC transfer room podcast and stuff. When we talk about will this player fit the Premier League, Genie's mm-hmm. stuff that he does outside of the Premier League, dude, he's phenomenal. Right. He plays. He has that Firmino esque suave. Yeah, like he's the stuff he does with the ball. He's phenomenal for Liverpool. No, as I know well. that. I know that. You know, it's not just outside, but just to see him get another goal, I love when Genie scores. Yeah, because I want Genie to start. Because yeah. I want Genie to play. The only thing about Genie <laughs> you could say is he's not as he's not a player like Fab. Defensive minded? No, no, no. Just like Fab, you say we all agree with Fab. We all agree. We all agree on Fab. That's it. He's the best player. He's the best defensive mid. We found Genie. He'll have an off game. He will. Whereas Fab, you don't see that as much. Fab is like Virgil in that sense, where he's very solid, constantly, constantly. Whereas Wijnaldum, he can have an off game and not be very influential. I've seen that. So you know. Yeah. I like Genie. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I like love him too. Genie, one dum da Genie, one dum And that brings us into, unless you have anything else to say about that. The top three, worst three. Top three, worst three. All right. Let's do it. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't. Two podcasts uh, ago, I think we brought it back, but it's been like six weeks. It has been, been a while. A long time. Yeah. Well, not six weeks. We did it, We did it a couple podcasts. How many episodes ago. are we in? What episode is this? This is 22. 22. High five. Is that Let's not go, crazy? Bro. 22 episodes. That's crazy. If you listen to this episode and you got it this far, we love you. We do. Absolutely love you. All the Swedes, all the Norwegians, all everyone from the UK. Big the, shouts to the Koreans. The Americans, Koreans, Koreans. South Africa. We had a lot of South Africans. Or India. We Thank had you, India. Sato. Sato. No, he's a Kenyan. No, yeah. Is he Kenyan? Kenya, Where's Kenya? Kenyan? South I don't know. I think Kenya's we got to stop. We got to stop talking about North Africa. <laughs> geography. <laughs> all right. So top my, three, three? my top three for you is... The worst three mistakes that you and I have made building our studio. Oh, building the studio. Can I move the camera around when we do this? No. I can't move it? No. If I move the camera, does that mess things up? Well, we'll do a, we'll do a, you know, we'll do that soon where we'll show everyone's studio. Okay. But just, All right. Just I, got, I, got, I got a couple. Okay. Right, mine mine for you. Top three changes in VAR that you would like to implement. Okay. So VAR, stupid. Yeah. What would you change about it? Top right. three things. So would you develop something? Would you whatever? Yeah. Uh you want to go first? Or you want me to go I'll first? I'll go first. Mine's easier. You want me to go first? That's true, but I'm not gonna think while you're talking. So All you right. know, you know me. Go first. Top three changes, V A R. Um the, I'm gonna go with top down because I got my number one. Okay. My number one change I'd like love to see with V A R is to we have to stop caring about that uh, holding that center ref up on a pedestal. Forget that center ref. And I think this this change might be slowly implemented already. Uh, seeing a couple things of this past, uh, not not this week's games, but last over the weekend. I saw a couple things happen. I'm like, okay, that's good. There was a couple good decisions made. So the fact that the clear and obvious situation, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I don't like that. Forget clear and obvious. Forget that. Just say, is it a foul? Is it not a foul? And call it as it is. So, you know, I almost want to bring it to a voting system in the VAR room. You know, does the VAR room think this is a foul, but it's not It's not exactly 100%? It's like, ah, we all think it's 95% a foul. Call it a foul. You know? For regardless of what the center ref has said. So that's my number one. Get rid of holding the center ref up on a pedestal. And the center refs, they don't care. You know, if they get called off, they get called off. They don't see everything like VAR can see. So that's my number one. My number two, it's kind of hard. It's hard to think of all these right now. 
That's why I told you. But before my no, but my number two, <laughs> I know, I know. My number two would have to have to it would have to have something to do with penalty kicks. After that Norwich City Arsenal debacle, the penalty kicks it's it's just strange. It's strange. They got to change rules or just alter how they're going to work a penalty kick. And the whole outside the 18 thing, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this is just a thing that we're going to have to get used to, but a goalie stepping off of his line and players encroaching on the 18 when the ball's kicked, I don't know, it's really, it's a darn shame to see a goal, t- a, a goal save taken away, as we saw with uh, Tim Krul, Arsenal yeah. uh, versus, versus Norwich City. Obamian, yeah. Where that goal was taken away, where, you know what? Those players encroaching had nothing to do with the fact that Tim Krul saved it. There you go. Maybe that's what it is. If the goal is saved, I don't know. Maybe you don't take. Maybe you don't take that away just because Norwich encroached. Because Arsenal encroached as well. It's like maybe, an offsetting penalties kind of. thing. Maybe take it away only if those encroaching players had something to do with that goal, with the goal save. You know, the goal was saved. From my eyes, the encroaching players had nothing to do with that. But if they, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if they did, you take it away. I don't know. It was just really, it was a darn shame. A darn shame to take a goal away from that situation because I foresee penalty kicks always going on the side of the kicker for a long time, which may or may not be a good thing. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, My number three, I don't really have a number three. You have three? Unless you have something. But that's no. those are the two those are the two main ones I can think of. No, I mean something to do with maybe the the fact that a player that has nothing to do with the play, yeah, getting fouled. Heck was that? I don't know. Maybe Bell is outside the door. So, oh, the, the dog. <laughs> My dog, yeah. That's so hilarious. Maybe something to do with a player that has. I'll get her. Go ahead. Keep going. A, pl- a player that has um, committed a foul outside of the. Like so, say you're involved in the goal, or you're not involved in the goal, and then there's a there's a goal that happens, but you're not involved. You're just outside the 18, and you foul somebody. Right. What's what happens? I know because it's it goes. So maybe develop that. That's yeah. like one of the things I would fix. Is like, does it have to be a player? Because if you're like we've said before, if you're running down the 18, and something's happening by the goal, and there's and you push a player, there's a foul. Yeah. Right? Is VAR going to review that? Is VAR going to look at every single player where they are at the time of goal? I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can. They can. There's the text there. Yeah. Text there. But are you gonna are you gonna do that every time? Develop a standard there. That's what I would say. Okay. My turn. I'll go. go, I'll go. I'll go with the three. I'm gonna start with my number one two. Okay. The three biggest things. Worst things about the first the the three worst mistakes that you and I made. That's it. Building this studio. This beautiful, beautiful studio, which I love. Number one. Number one. The worst mistake we made. Okay. (laughs) If any of you are construction workers or have ever built anything in your life that involves drywall, we used three quarters, five eighths. Five eighths. Five eighths thick drywall in the whole studio. Walls, ceiling. Lifting that up. On a freaking ladder. <laughs> Holding a whole sheet of drywall. Not easy. Into the ceiling while you screw it in real fast with a nail gun. Yeah, a screw gun. Or whatever. When yeah. you screw it in real fast with a drill. We started doing the ceiling. I believe, I think when we were we got together again for another build day. Yeah. And the ceiling was one of the first things we wanted to knock uh-huh. out. Two pieces in. I, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. I held up how much, I don't know how much it weighs. It's a lot. How much does a sheet of drywall weigh? I'm not sure. Ballpark? 60? Oh, what? much more than that. 70? 80? I, I don't want to sound like a I'd say 100, kid, at least 100, 100 pounds. pounds. Yeah. And you're just holding it up on the ceiling, screwing it into studs. It was the worst thing I've ever done. Yes, yeah, It was not the worst thing I've ever done in my life, but it was just <laughs> horrible, man. The worst thing I've ever done this month. So you think we should have gotten a drywall lift? Whatever, dude. Yeah. We messed up. Yeah. Because I was dead. Dead yeah, tired. Good times. Um, <laughs> number two, we put in, and you can't see it because I want to move the camera, which is one of the reasons, and we, I couldn't because Brian said no. We put in our <laughs> own flooring. Okay. When you put in flooring, you start at one spot. It's all the same size, and then you get to the end, and there's a little piece that isn't the same size. Like you need to cut your last piece of flooring. Right, right. We cut the last piece of flooring. 
We didn't know how. We don't no. have a bandsaw. <laughs> we don't have any kind of motor motorized thing. Yeah. Circular saw broke. He, his circular saw timed out or what did it, it, it like it, fried it, out. Yeah, it short circuited it the whole thing. Blew sparks everywhere. Yeah, it was great. Blew the power. Uh-huh. So we had to cut that somehow. We tried the circular saw. We tried the little hand saw. None of that worked. We had to take an actual shark tooth saw and saw this board at a straight line. We had to rip it. It was the most most tiring thing ever. We were going up and down on this board. It was the worst thing ever to cut a two-foot board. It took 20 minutes of just hard, hard work. I remember the one we cut. And it wasn't the right size. We Uh, we cut the wrong piece backwards. It took uh, like 10 minutes. That was brutal. That's the worst and then number three, so number one, ceiling, that sucked. Number two, floor, that sucked. Number three, we didn't think about soundproofing before we started podcasting. That's a good point. And that's a, that's a, that's a big that's a good thing. Point. So like we have couch cushions in here now. Right. We're going to work on soundproofing stuff yep. uh, soon. We're going to mount some some like- uh, Sound panels. What are they called? Sound, Sound panels. Sound panels, yeah. So you got the build for those. We're uh-huh. just going to build them together. Yep. And then that should- alleviate it so sorry if the podcast sounds a little echoey but it we're is, working on it, it is quite amazing though you know everything's a hard surface we got this wall we got sheetrock we got a hard floor and that made for so much echo we brought in all of the couch cushions from a single couch in my basement there you go there's one couch, couch cushion cushions. for those of you watching on video um and we just placed them on the walls just sitting on the walls and that helped Unbelievably, yeah, it sound was crazy. panels will help a lot. Give the give the couch cushions a hand. Ooh, couch Woo! cushions! <laughs> I think that's it. So before we go, um, well, we're going, but before we go, uh, stay tuned. We are giving you a uh, interview that we've had with Mike from the LFC Transfer Room. Now we've partnered with the LFC Transfer Room. We're doing a podcast for them biweekly, Dan. Biweekly, <laughs> biweekly podcast. So once every. Turn the sound stuff down. I love it. So, bi-weekly podcast, Whoa. we're doing stats. <laughs> we're doing we're doing player transfer news. We're doing it's a lot heavier than this podcast, but it is it's a great podcast. That's the LFC transfer room. So from that, we've met Mike. Mike came on the show. Uh we did a quick interview with him before yep. this podcast. Right, right after, after the game. right after Liverpool Everton, we did a quick interview with him. Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna end with that. But with that being said. Uh, this is the Anfield Humidor Podcast. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and enjoy the interview. That's we'll right. Enjoy, everyone. See you next week. Adios. Adios. We got Brian here. We got Andrew here from the Anfield Humidor Podcast. And we have Mike here from the LFC Transfer Room. Mike, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, that, think about that game? How's it, guys? Uh, Mike from South Africa, like you mentioned, done a few articles for LFC Transfer Room. That game was actually a little bit more stressful than I'd like to admit. Everton, uh, I really hate playing against Everton, despite uh, sort of the now we've got 20 games unbeaten against them in derbies. I always feel like Everton raised their game against Liverpool, and I was worried that was going to be more of the case today. But fortunately, the 5-2 scoreline... Oh, very happy with that. So, good result. Unlucky to concede the two goals, I feel, but yeah, we'll happy take, to take, we'll take the three, three points. points. Hands down. Are you happy with the game? Are you happy with the result? I mean, 5-2, Mike. Uh, no, no I'm, I'm actually very happy that Klopp rotated the side a little bit. It was good to see Shakiri back in the fold. I think Mo Salah's actually needed a rest. He's, he hasn't looked nope. very sharp in, in recent games. So it was a good thing that we were able to bring him in. And then I saw a couple of things on Twitter stating how Klopp changed the tactics by bringing Origi in instead of Roberto Firmino through the middle just because of Origi's willingness to run in behind and that goal he scored off of Lovren's assist where he brought the ball down and put it in over oh, the top of Pickford was a thing of beauty. So it was it was seriously one of the best goals I've seen this season. And it's, it's incredible technique to bring the ball down like that it, and finish it, it in the way he has. And... Yeah, it I was seems really to be um, something that Liverpool have been doing, at least the last few games that we've seen, where, especially from Virgil, we've seen a lot of long balls. <laughs> and I tell you what, the way Origi brought that ball down was unbelievable. And the way Mane brings the ball down is it's unbelievable. His first touch is ridiculous. And especially the Origi goal, we, we said it during the game. One touch, two touch, in the goal. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, No, I, I agree completely. And I, I really love the fact that Sadio Mane is so central to this 
front three. You see, when Klopp's willing to rotate the side, he's taken Firmino and Salah off in the past. If you think back to the Barcelona game where we had the second leg and obviously Salah had a little bit of an injury issue and, and Firmino, I can't really remember what the scenario was, if he had a suspension or whatever the case was, but we went with um, Origi and Shakiri, and then Mane was around the side as well. And whenever Mane is in that sort of front three where he becomes the central figure, you can see so because he's so dynamic. And those passes that he was playing in behind, particularly the one for the first goal where Origi went in behind the evident defence, it was fantastic to see. And I just think that this side works together so well. Klopp's just got such a good chemistry running throughout the team. And all the players are on the same wavelength. And you can see the second there's a guy coming in for somebody else, he understands what's expected of him. And the team was seamless in attack today. It was really something wonderful to watch. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I really think we were fantastic going forward. Despite the change of tactics, despite the shift in formation, yeah, we no, were just exceptional going forward. I we both forward. agree with you completely. The, the constant attack of this game is, it was so exciting to watch. We were standing up every three minutes on the game watching it. But you mentioned something really cool, and I kind of want to go into it. That's one of the questions we have for you. Um... You mentioned how Mane is kind of a stick figure in that lineup. When he rotates the strikers around, Mane kind of holds, he, he holds a position in there and he kind of leads those three strikers in either assists or chances made or passes. Um, so my question for you, based off that, is the lineup going into today all over Twitter, it was pretty controversial. So what were your thoughts, Mike, going into the first half, going into the beginning of the game versus seeing how the first half played out and your thoughts going into the second half? At kickoff, or just prior to kickoff, when I saw the lineup, I was actually very happy with the front three because I, I trust Klopp. Mm. I completely trust Klopp. So anything that he puts out, I, I have full faith in. And Origi has performed consistently well when he's been asked to perform, so I wasn't worried about him. Shakiri is a quality footballer, and he's got exceptional technique. I love his de- delivery from, from the wings, and also his set-piece delivery is fantastic. So I had no problem with the front three decision that Klopp went with. I was actually a little bit worried about the midfield, if I'm honest with you, because I was wondering who's going to really anchor the midfield. Well, Naldum's shown, particularly on international duty, that he's quite good going forward. And Lana, he's always been kind of an in-the-hole player. And then James Milner's your utility player. But there wasn't really anyone to anchor the midfield, I felt. So that was the only thing I was worried about. And I know that there's been a lot of lot of talk in uh, sort of Twitter and Klopp saying that he's trying to get Lana into a number six. And, I mean, I'm obviously all for whatever the German manager comes with because he's exceptional and he's, he knows his players. But I just feel like we, we lack a bit of stature in that midfield and then the balls can come over the top. The defense isn't really shielded. I don't know what you guys think of that, but that was my main concern. I just thought that there wasn't really someone to hold off the opposition attack and give an extra shield in front of the defense. And that's something I'm really worried about with Fabinho being injured. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, good start so far without the without the big Brazilian. But did, we'll have to see what happens. Did you watch the that was my only Brighton game? I mean, were you impressed with Hendo's performance in that number six role? Because that, I mean, it seemed like that midfield. You said it so well, uh, Mike. You said it could have used an anchor. You need an anchor. Insert Jordan Hen- Henderson. That's that's one of my thoughts. Would you like to see him start today? I agree with it. No, I agree with you completely. Because when Hendo was introduced in the second half later on, you actually saw Liverpool being a bit more controlled in formation and a bit more assured in sort of the short passes between the defence and the midfield. And you do lose a little bit of that attacking flair and that desire to run forward, but you you definitely gain control over the game. And I think Henderson will be a, a perfect understudy, but he just the only thing that worries me about Henderson in the number six role is a little bit, he struggles with a bit of press, sort of pressure, if that makes sense. He's not really press resistant so much. Fabinho is very comfortable on the on the ball. Same with Lana. And if the, if someone's running at him, he changes he changes position and, and he changes his direction very easily. That's the only thing I'm worried about with Jordan. I think he'll be looking for a pass back to the defense, perhaps too frequently. But we'll have to see. Uh, we'll Mike, have to wait what do you and see think what about going forward with Fabinho injured? We mentioned it, we mentioned it in our last podcast how we think Hendo. Wijnaldum and Ox is likely to be Klopp's number one starting midfield. Do you think that is your, do you think that would be your, with Fabinho being injured, is that your favorite midfield going forward against, let's say like a hard side like City or, you know, something, something, a hard game. What do you think about that? Well, I think, I think our biggest test coming forward in the league 
There's going to yeah. be Leicester City on Boxing Day. I mean, that is really looking to the future. But Leicester City are playing really good football at the moment. And they're closest to us on the league table. And I like the sound of that midfield, if I'm honest with you. Uh, obviously, Ginny is perfect for the sort of press resistance. And he can play a number six role. We've seen him do it numerous times. He's also very good in a box-to-box, as we've seen with him when he plays with the Netherlands. Henderson's played the number six for a couple of seasons before Fabinho was drafted into the side. So I, I do trust him in that role. I just don't think he's as suited as Fabinho. But Fabinho is the best defensive midfielder in the, in the world at the moment. And I have no doubts about that. So it's a very difficult act to follow. And then Oxlade-Chamberlain brings in a lot of different dynamics to that midfield. He, he bursts forward. He's got pace. He's got power. He's got a, a long shot, which I, I love to see him use. But then he's also got a lot of defensive work rate and a lot of good discipline to get back. So I think that's a good midfield. I think it complements it complements each other well. And I'd prefer that setup instead of having James Milner in the side. Uh, there's no disrespect to, to Millie. I think he's a fantastic professional. I just think sometimes he's a little bit slow and he delays our momentum going forward. He, he thinks a little bit too much about the pass or he, he's a little bit too safe. And as silly as that may sound, that can actually cost you. It gives the defense time to set up. So I do, I do like that, that midfield three you mentioned. It's, yeah, it sounds no, really, way more balanced. Really well said. Um, I, think, I, think you, I think we're all on the same page here and what we want to see moving forward. And you mentioned Oxlade's uh, just the energy that he brings to the side when he starts. I agree with you completely. Um, we're going to wrap it up here soon. I have one last question for you before you leave. Uh, you watched that whole game entirely, right? So the camera yes, pan to uh, Coach Marco Silva's face. Can you talk to me about Marco Silva the entire game? <laughs> well, honestly, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be in Marco Silva's shoes at this point. Uh, I, I was actually, I was mentioning to the guys on the LFC transfer room chat, I was saying, I think Roberto Martinez got the boot after Liverpool beat them 4-0 a couple of seasons ago at Anfield where Liverpool just demolished them. And... Marco Silva, I think he's pretty much touching a poison chalice there at Everton. Uh, the biggest issue for me with Everton, if we can yeah. talk about them for just a couple of moments, is they're a club They're a club that focus on their history so much. They think that they're a big side. And this is no disrespect to any Everton supporters that are listening because that's not my intention at all. I think Everton are a wonderful club with history. True, wonderful club. But they need to actually understand their position in England at the moment. They aren't a side pushing for the top six. They're not even a side worthy of the top ten. They need to stop buying players who are rejects from big clubs because that's not going to help you bridge the gap. You're gonna, if you're going to keep picking up players that aren't good enough for Arsenal or for, for Manchester United or, or whoever else they've, they've been sniffing around, then you're just not going to be able to bridge that gap. And then they put too much pressure on their manager. I don't think Marco Silva's a bad manager. I don't think he's a fantastic manager. I think he's a little bit sort of tactically inept. He tries to play the same game too often and he needs to have a bit more flexibility in that. But you, you can't expect a team of misfits and a team of, of rejects, to put it lightly, to actually challenge against a big side that's been constructed over a few seasons like Liverpool. Klopp and, and FSG have had a goal and they've, they've signed players sort of on a gradual pathway. They haven't just tried to build a team instantly. And you can see that now. This, this team is a well-oiled machine and it, it, the gaps have been filled slowly. And I think Everton need to take cognizance of that. And when they're trying to sign players in future or when, when they go with a new manager, they can't go with a quick fix. It's not a project that's going to be resolved within two seasons. This is a five-year deal. You know, This is a five-year project and they've got to be happy with some bad results along the way. I really do feel sorry for Marco Silva. I think his job's done and I think he's not the man to take them forward. But they need to think progressively because it's, they're not going to be in the top four at the end of next season. They're not going to be in the top four in the next three seasons. They they miles off the rest, and they just need to accept their position. Uh, it's just it's fact. I'm yeah, sorry. no, you said that so it well. Um, I agree with you. I think he gets the boot tomorrow. Um, <laughs> real quick, went, uh, because I think that this went incredibly well, and we're really excited, Mike, to have done this. I think we should do this again. Uh, we'd love to have you on. Not not immediately, but definitely sometime soon. Once the season progresses, we'd love to have you on. You put in. Some really great points. I think it's going to be really beneficial for our listeners to hear what you're saying because you 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 really you you nailed it so well. Um, and also on that, when you come on here and on your phone call, don't worry, we'll never have any Everton supporters listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I promise this is so this podcast is so one dimensional, Mike. It, and, re- and real fast, Mike Liverpool top league, Liverpool Liverpool top league. <laughs> 
Mike, Mike, love to have you on. Thank you for your time. It was awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Go Wally. Thank you. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks, Go Wally. Thank you.